Hello and welcome to Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. The Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast is where you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on the conversations I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ed Troxel, aka the guy who makes business and technology stupid easy for you. Whether you already have a business or are thinking about starting one, you are in the right place. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and get ready to take notes because you're about to get an inside look at the real conversations entrepreneurs are having. (laughs) Quick shout out to our sponsor, stupideasy.com. Stupideasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do and how is entrepreneurship for you? Um, I have been an entrepreneur since probably, well, I've had a job, you know, consistently for some years, but I started my entrepreneur journey back in 2002 as a result of getting into network marketing. Uh, and network marketing pretty much taught me everything that I know about business, sales, and all those types of things. But today I have my own branding firm, which is called If You Brand It, where we strategically help folks build their brands. And for me, honestly, it's been a dream come true. This is something I've wanted to do my whole life. And so it's it's a lot of work, don't get me wrong. Um, the, the creative part is the fun part, but everything else is like, oh my God, God, but so that's what I'm doing right now when it comes to that creative part and really like working towards your goals like first off how do you set your goals and how do you make sure that you meet those and this could be like you know I'm talking about all the way down to a daily basis you know we got those big goals which I think all of us entrepreneurs have Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to it we really need to focus on those daily goals to move us forward yeah Um, you know I know mine and I'll share that in a minute but you know how do you how do you go about the daily yeah. So in terms of goal setting, of course, I have like the big, you know, 10, 20 year goals and then the one year goal. Um, but I, for me, I always tell myself and people I work with that you always have to begin with the end in mind. So that before I went into this month that I was working on for my goals, I said, I sat down and I said, OK, what is it that I have to offer people? Um, how much money do I really want to make this month from those people? But then I said, OK realistically what did i make last month and what's the possibility of what i can make this month if i ramped it up and did x y and z and so i kind of set my goals based off of what happened the previous month also my activity uh, for the current month um but i have to also be realistic with it's not just sales in our business but we have to take care of the day-to-day the logistics the the employees, the unexpected things in your life. And so a lot of times if I set, let's just say a $50,000 month goal, I'm like, okay, what did I make last month? By the time I really think about it, it's down to like 20,000, right? Um, And sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't, but I try to each day go, okay, what has to happen today in order for that to happen? And typically it's like, you've got to have these Facebook ads out there. You've got to have email sequences. You've got to have all this stuff happening. Um, and then kind of like plan, do, and review what, what didn't work and then try to do it better the next week or the next day. You know, I love that you mentioned that because for me, I have this thing where I started doing, I picked it up somewhere in a Facebook group and it's called uh, Sort Your Life Out Sunday. And so I love doing that for myself mm-hmm. because what I do is I have Sundays where I go through and I look at what did I do the week before how much did I get done? What did I not get do, done on the to-do list? And then what am I going to do this coming week? And so right. that's, that's kind of, you know, how, how I plan it out. And I try to share that with my community as well. Mm-hmm. 
fun, it's fun, sort your life out Sunday. I mean, who doesn't want to do that, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and you really do have to focus and constantly check in with yourself and your business and understand like, what did you make last month? What are you realistically going to make this month versus, you know, I'm going to make X, Y, and Z for the next six months. Well, it doesn't work like that. You know? Right. And you got to pay attention to that because, you know, at least for me, it's hard to figure out every time what your paycheck's going to be because it's not a nine to five. Yeah, absolutely. As an entrepreneur, we have no idea. We can guess and we can hope, but we never really know because you're banking on somebody to whatever they made at their job or whatever to make a payment into whatever it is you're selling. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, when it comes down to it, so I cannot stand pricing. Pricing is the worst because, you know, we have to obviously get paid for our work, right. but it's so hard to put a price tag on something when you're passionate yeah. about it and you love to do it that you want to always do it for free. But obviously American Express and MasterCard don't accept free and no. Peach don't accept free. So right. you know, exactly. how do you go about that? Cause that's the hard part for me too. Yeah. So my number one thing with pricing is I ask other people. So I'm being coached by a couple people and they're all making well, way more money than I am. And so in my mind, I would say, oh, well, I think my audience will only pay X. But instead of me doing that, I'll I go to my coach and I just say, hey, listen, this is what I've got. And, and they'll just ask you a million and one questions. And I'll say, what, what do you think people will pay for? And they'll give you a number like right then and there. And then they'll also ask you, well, what is your audience like? how long have you been doing it and then you know the, the number comes down so for me instead of me trying to guess I ask a coach you know what I mean or if I have a business friend that's doing much better than me and they're in that arena I'll go to them too or if I at the time when I didn't have a coach I would pay somebody for hourly rate like to talk about it because I don't know and I could price it and be utterly disappointed that I didn't get you know the amount of money or underpriced and realize I should have charged more so Instead of going through all that, I'm like, let me just call my coach. And I love that you bring that up because I do that myself when it comes to things that I don't know. You know, a lot of people come to me for my, my research, for my, for my brain. They want to plug yeah. in and download what I know because right. I do all of this all day long, researching and wow. sharing out information. And so when it comes to things that I don't know, I go and ask somebody. And like you said, we all have a coach or a mentor. Right. The best of the best even have their coaches and their mentors. Right. Exactly. It's teamwork equals success, like I always say, you know. And and that's what I'm glad that you point that out because I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, you know, we feel like we just have to hang in there on our own and we're afraid to ask because we don't want our ideas stolen or we're, right. we're we don't want to look like we're, you know, we're not capable of doing our job because right. we had to ask somebody. And so I think I don't know, is that just me or is that how you would feel too? No, I think, I think you're right. Uh, I think that some people just don't want to pay some, pay a coach. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, um, there are some people out there that are not as trustworthy. You know, you have this great idea and then you share it with this coach and next thing you know, they got a program and you're like, that was my idea. And now you can't, like you technically can't like do anything about it. Cause you know, if you go to court, they got more money than you. So you're going to lose anyway, you know, whatever. And so you're just like, it's hard to trust people, whether it's your coach or a friend or whatever, or a mentor um, at times. But um, the downside is you're always taking a risk. You know, like we have one of the same coaches that we work with. Um, and of course, when we first met her, it's like, 
we don't know because we don't know to trust. And so you just kind of watch and you watch and you watch and you realize, okay, they are trustworthy. But sometimes you don't have time to watch somebody before you can do that. So you're taking a risk. And I feel like I'd rather take the risk and fail or succeed than automatically fail because I didn't take the risk. Oh, totally. And yeah. you know, it's so funny because I'm always telling myself and I'm telling others that I work with and just other entrepreneurs because I love talking to people is don't look at it as a failure look at it as an opportunity right because we are always coming up with new ideas and we're always trying to fine-tune things and it's so easy at least for me to yeah. get down and out on myself and beat myself up because x y and z didn't work out right and then it's like, wait a minute, no, that's not a failure. That got me to the next step. So right. that was the opportunity and that was the thing I needed in order to move forward. When it comes to uh, loneliness, because let's face it, entrepreneurship is lonely. I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm always going to the gym to see people. I'm going out, like I just went to the Apple store to hang out with some people <laughs> because I wanted to be around people. Yeah. How, do you, how do you fight the loneliness? How do you go about all of that? So it's very, very challenging, especially because I recently relocated to Houston uh, less than two years ago. And so I have zero friends that I really know that really, really know me. And I'm in uh, the suburbs of Houston. And so a lot of my neighbors, they're all married with children. And so clearly I can't relate. Uh, and then I'm in Texas. So there's a lot of different languages outside of English. And so the loneliness thing has been like the absolute worst, right? And then the internet makes it worse because you can work behind a computer for 20,000 days and never ever talk to an actual person in person. So I recently decided that it's time to move. So I'm actually moving in a couple of months into the actual city of Houston and on purpose joining groups and joining the gym outside because otherwise you become this hermit, you know what I mean? And you feel like you're all alone um, and then with entrepreneurship, you work 24 seven, seven days a week because there's always something to do. And so I am purposefully saying, you know what? I'm getting out today. That's like this past weekend. I said, I'm getting out today. I've got work to do, but I'm closing this laptop. I went into the city, driving around, bought three dresses and just did nothing on purpose because I said I cannot stay behind this computer. This is not why I did this. I did entrepreneurship for time freedom and I'm going out today. So I have to purposely, like you said, go out and just stay out. <laughs> and, and it's true, you know, and, and there's something that comes about that too. When you remove yourself from the computer and you actually go out, not only does your brain get to breathe and you get all these new ideas and you get answers to the questions you had, but right. you also have this, this refresh button that just goes off and you actually are yeah. opening yourself up to meeting new people whether that's a new prospect new client whatever yeah. you're opening yourself up to that and you know i know for me it's it's a little hard because in my area too you know everyone is kind of in their in their homes and it's yeah. kind of spread out because it's country <laughs> area and yeah. so it's hard to get out mm -hmm. because unless you want to spend money you really can't and 
let's talk about money. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always teaching, because I, I teach people that you should always have a job, a dream, and a hustle, right? Job pays your bills, a, a dream is what you're working towards, and a hustle uh, funds the dream. But I explain to people that in that time, you can't have cable. You bet, you would be glad you have Netflix and Hulu, right? Like, women get their nails done, and their hair done, and their eyebrows done. I said, I don't know the last time I got my hair done. I do my own hair. I don't get my fingernails done. And it's not because I don't have the money. Nobody sees me. Right. So I'm gonna get my nails done just to be on Facebook Live? No, I'm not gonna do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, most days you can't even tell if I need my eyebrows done. So I go every couple of months instead of every couple of weeks. Cause you know what I'm saying? But because we, we think about things differently. Like as entrepreneurs, every dollar looks differently. Like this dollar to you may say Jimmy Choo, but this dollar to me says Entreport. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, this says a ticket to MIA or this says a course. And you're looking at me like, a course? And you're, I'm looking at you like, Jimmy Choo? Because we know that the return on the investment is different. So yeah, entrepreneurs are just way different than everybody else, especially with money. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so true. And you know, it's funny when you talk about entrepreneurship around others who maybe aren't yet an entrepreneur. I don't know if you experienced this, but it's kind of like, unless I really engage with them and like kind of push them into the entrepreneurship yeah. part, they, it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. And then it kind of just goes over their head, right? And then it's like, wait, now what do we talk about? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to purposefully. One, one thing I've learned is in communication in general is that every time you communicate with someone that communicators make things complicated, uh, make them simple. And so when I talk to people about entrepreneurship, I'm constantly, I slow down, I slow down my brain and filter. Okay. I'm getting ready to say this, but they have no idea what this means. I'm going to have to talk about this right it's like when i talk about hex colors they don't know what a hex color is i say okay so you got to give me your color blue white and red but i have to know what blue what shade of blue and what shade of red that is and then instead of me saying hex numbers i say okay now go to da 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 and do this and do this and do this so it takes a little bit more effort for us in conversation especially like if you're an engineer i'm like what if you're talking to me in engineer terms i don't get it so we have to understand that everybody doesn't think the way we think, you know, and we have to, I guess, really bring ourselves down in every conversation and not because people are dumb, but because they just don't know what you know or get what you get. No, and that's a good point. I, I'm constantly, I mean, that's why everyone knows me as the guy that makes business and technology stupid easy because right. I'm constantly filtering that and fine tuning yeah. it to uh, a language that they can speak that they can understand right, right. And, and you brought up a good point it's it's not that people are dumb it's that that's not their thing that's not their right. job. so right. they're not going to be able to understand it unless you relate it to something that they know right. exactly and that's why i like to relate a lot of things to working out like not everyone likes to work out i get that yeah. but they know about it just like right. they know how a car can drive and it can right. speed up and slow down based off of the different engines not that you need to right. know a specific engine but the fact is, you know that a car can drive and that it can go right. on a two-lane highway or a four-lane highway, you know? Right. So I got to ask, what is some of the, um, what's a big struggle for you in your business, maybe right now or just in general? Because entrepreneurship, I mean, it's no joke. It's a lot of work and you really do need to be passionate about what you do. Because like you said, yeah. we're working 24-7. Yeah. 
So I would say my biggest struggle currently in my business is um, probably getting in front of the people that really see what I have to offer. Um, you know, the eye that I've been blessed with by God is a very corporate, very high level type of eye. And so when my team create, they create like the websites that people want to charge, what well, people want to pay is like $2,000. Maybe people want to pay, but there are people in the other world that will pay me $20,000, $30,000 for the, the level of um, work that our team does. And so I'm at the place now where I am like, I love you guys here, but you, you actually can't afford what I have, even though you think it should be 200, it's actually 15,000 to them. You know, and so I am strategically working with um, entrepreneurs and coaches that, that coach high level people, as well as friends of mine that work with high level businesses to get myself in front of those people. Um, but that's like the biggest challenge is everybody wants to pay $2 for a $20,000 service. Yeah, that that's that's always the hard part. Again, like I said, pricing, I hate it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that it's a mind it's this whole mind game thing that well, it's, it's almost like relationships in a way because <laughs> yeah. you're constantly like, if you think about relationships, you're constantly like, well, did she do that on purpose? Uh, did he do wow. that? Because it's so lonely and uh, we're kind of cut off from everyone. Yeah. How do you, what kind of conversations do you have with yourself? Like, cause I know for me, <laughs> I know for me, I will be talking to the computer. Nobody's yeah. listening. Sometimes I'm asking the phone, you know, instead of saying the, the magical words for Siri, I, I just start talking. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I got to say those magical words in order for her to turn on. And then I have the dogs, but obviously they're not doing anything besides sunbathing. So they're not helping very much either. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's funny that you say that when, I, when you said it, I said to myself, what am I saying to myself? I'm, it's not like I'm not, I don't even purposefully, I probably should, um, say things to myself. I spend time in prayer and, and in my journal and praying to God. So I guess when I'm praying to God, I'm sort of kind of talking to myself. Um, but I think that's why I'm always working with the coach because I'm like, I'm, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking about what I should be doing for me, you know? Um, so I'm constantly, I guess, getting an affirmation from coaches. But I, for me, I really spend most of my, um, I get my energy, I get my encouragement um, through um, talking to God. And then I have a friend of mine, Joy, who we talk all the time. We text most of the day. And um, so she encourages me a lot too, but it's not like because I need the encouragement. It's just like, it's just kind of like what happens. But the fact that you said that I, I should probably be doing more for myself and I'm not, I encourage everybody else more than I'm encouraging myself. So that's like, ooh, I, it's a aha moment. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And you know, that, that's, that's what I love to do is like talk with each other because that's what happens when we start talking and having these conversations with each other, it brings out things that we didn't realize, you know, yeah. that's why I'm always telling people, you know, stop and reflect on what you did. Like don't right. worry so much about what you need to do because Right. We're always going to worry about it and we're always right. stressed out, right? I yeah. Mean, our to-do list is always long, but that's a good thing because right. if it wasn't, that means that we probably have to reevaluate our business and figure right. out exactly yeah absolutely it's like it's funny you said that because my friend joy i just talked about she kept saying kenya you've got to celebrate the successes. you got to stop like moving from success to success and uh, i think it was last week i sat down and i said 
I have done a lot. I have accomplished a lot. I've been through a lot. Why do I keep going to the next thing? And when I was in prayer, I felt like the Lord was saying, yeah, you need to slow down because what's going to happen when you get to 100000 a month? Then what? Now you're going to push for 150 and 200 but you've got to celebrate this new contract that you just got. You've got to celebrate it. I'm not saying you got to go spend half of it at the movies or at dinner or whatever, but, you know, celebrate. And so I'm having to purposefully say, this was good. I did good. And today was a good day. Computer closed versus trying to get tomorrow's work done. Yeah. I love that because that is the thing, you know, uh, recently it all kind of clicked for me for a, a project of mine and because I cut out social media mm-hmm. in the mornings. So I've been doing this for a little over two weeks and, um, it will continue hopefully for a long time, but I do basically no social media in the morning before 10 a.m. And oh, wow. that be a magical number that worked. And what it came down to was the first day of doing that was a struggle, um, yeah. not, not gonna lie, but the amount of work that I was able to accomplish and move that needle in my business, I was like, done, we're doing this really? day, Monday through Friday. And what came out of that was phenomenal. And so since then, I've been keeping uh, my checklist. So instead of, I, I do a lot of paper, you know, writing my to-do list on paper, but I've been keeping it in my uh, notes app on my iPhone, mm-hmm. a list of everything that I do that day. And then I put one of those emoji check marks off. Yeah. So that way I can look back at that day when it clicked. Since then, how much I've accomplished. Because wow. As an entrepreneur, especially behind the screen, you know, we are always working on something and we're accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. They're not tangible. Right. They're not, they're not always something that we can show off to the world because exactly. they're little things, right? <laughs> yes. It's just one of those things that it, it's so hard. And I think that's what makes it even harder for people to understand what we do behind the scenes. And, you know, let's talk about social media too, you know, how because you do a lot with your social media as you were uh demonstrating and so it it's interesting to me like how do you find what you want to share on social media because we do a lot of behind the scenes work but it's how do we how do you get it to be interesting to people you know yeah so one of the things that i realized about people um is that people like to be entertained right um people um you get a couple seconds to get people's attention right and so i didn't really realize what i had people always told me you should do stand-up comedy and i'm like i'm not doing anybody stand-up comedy i'm just not i'm just not doing it and when i started going out a lot broadcasting and people just saying you are so funny you're so funny you're a comedian i'm like what and i realized and then i wanted to of course teach on branding and do what i was doing to generate business for my uh, my branding firm it just started to make sense kenya just be yourself whatever that is be yourself and be that high energy whatever uh on your live broadcast and that is what that is why people come they come for the information but they also come for you and so when i realized that you know i could educate people entertain them but also make a significant amount of money i said to myself well, I'll put on a show every every day. If you want me to, to show out, I'll show out. Because who I am is just natural. Like the way we are goofy, our humor is just natural to us. And I'm like, everybody won't appreciate my humor, my way of talking or whatever it is to talk about. But 
the people that do will come and they'll bring more people. And so with that, when I'm thinking about like, when I do a live broadcast, what is, what's causing me to talk about this topic today? Well, from a business standpoint, I have a goal and like I have a, um, a masterclass coming up. So I'm like, okay, everything I talk about for the next week or so has got to be around that masterclass so I can promote to get people into this class. But it can't be all masterclass. Otherwise, they're gonna say, oh, we heard this yesterday. So it has to be something, and but I have to be able to bring it back to that. Like if I'm trying to make $500 in one day, I'm like, okay, what can I sell that's really inexpensive to a bunch of people and I can talk about it on social media without just being pitchy. And I'll create something right before the broadcast and it works. Like I don't always have all of my broadcasts wrote out. No, <laughs> like, no, right? But I'm looking at my goals like, all right, this is the, uh, this is this, all right, this, you know, so yeah. Well, and you know, that's a good point because I'll say, you know, if, you probably don't realize this, but when I first meet people, I'm a shy guy and <laughs> that might've changed a little bit more now since I've been doing live broadcasting a lot more, yeah. but it's live broadcasting has allowed me to be me yeah. online. And yeah. that's what I love. And you know, it's right. You can't script everything and you shouldn't, you know, it's great to have as, as a starter and also a fallback, you know, to uh, redirect questions and stuff if you need to, mm -hmm. but really it's just to let it flow naturally, just like a conversation like we're having here, you know, and you bring up that, point about entertainment and it's really cool because that's one of the four E's that I learned a while back. I did a blog post on this and there there's four E's to, uh, you know, live streaming and really to anything is you got to educate. You got to have that emotion. You got to have that entertainment and you got to have that engagement. And that, that's what I, I really want people to understand is that engagement part, you know, that that's hard to understand for some people because they just want to post all these social media things and they just want to add things to their queue yeah. to be pushed out but there's no engagement in it and i don't know about you but engagement takes a lot of my time right it sure does absolutely and that's one thing i've loved about being able to be, uh, entertain people because when you entertain people they're automatically talking they're just automatically liking things they're automatically typing emoticons and whatever because you are doing whatever it is that you're doing and it's evoking a response out of them, right? And then not only that, if you train them early on, hey, listen, I'm live, I can't answer your questions while I'm live, but just type emoticons, just type, tap your hearts and that way you can engage with me, right? And that's what happens most times on my broadcast and I, they don't know it, but I know the more they comment, the more they like, the, the more the algorithms help me with my broadcast. And then I also talk to the replay people because I'm like, the broadcast is over. But I'm still saying type of one, and I've, I've noticed that they still give hearts, they still share, they still type ones on the replay, and it helps with the numbers of things. And so I'm like, I don't have time to go back on every broadcast and say something. No, I don't have time. But I can do that while I'm live. And I was going to say, one of the things about being live is people love the unexpected. Right. I remember my first background, I had a black background and I have cats. And so obviously there's cat hair. Well, one day I was live and a piece of cat hair was going through the live and I didn't see it, but they were like, do y'all see the cat hair? They said it on the screen. Do y'all see the cat hair? And I said, what cat hair? And I could, and then I noticed it was a piece of cat hair and I said, whatever. Right. And then another time I had uh, lipstick on my teeth and I said, oh my God. And I like did it while I was live and I realized my audience liked the normal meat. So I literally give them 
all of me. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I won't come on there looking busted, but I will. I'll just give them what they want. I'm like, whatever it is you want, you're going to get it. And it's, it's definitely been great for engagement, entertainment, education, just everything. And, you know, and that's so true. And I think that's what happens. You know, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs or soon to be entrepreneurs, in fact, and we talk about live video, live broadcasting. And that's their big thing is, well, I don't want to be on camera or whatever. Right. And, you know, been there, done that. And one of my highlight moments was, and I don't even think I had a lot of people on the broadcast, but probably the replay is I had like the camera all set up real nice and everything. And then I did something and all of a sudden it fell, but I picked it up so quickly that all you can see is like the, the camera go down and then it comes right back up. And I was like, and this is what happens when it goes live. You, anything could happen. And I just kept rolling with it. Yeah. You know, that's how you got to play it off. And you know, <laughs> like you said, you don't want to come on here busted, but you right. want to, you know, come on here with some decent, a decent look and right. a decent background, you know, even if you're at the park or something. Right, but, right, right. It's one of those things that, you know, your life's not perfect, so your videos shouldn't be perfect. Right, not at all, not at all. And I think, I think that people... They think it has to be like my best friend just swears up and down that I'm fearless. And I'm like, I'm not fearless. Listen, before I go on stage, I may break down crying in the back. And she's like, you? And I'm like, yes, me. I'm not as fearless as I appear. You can be not flawless. And she's like, what? Well, you make it seem so easy. I just talk. If you just talk, it will get easier once you realize, oh, it's not that bad. It's not it's not death, you know, and literally you're talking into a phone or you're talking into a camera. There's literally nobody there. You just feel like they're there because they're popping on, but you're like in your living room looking crazy if somebody walked in watching you talk to your phone and nobody's there really, but people just have to get it out of their minds that who cares? No one's there, you know, so. And it's so true too. You know, I tell people all the time, like, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about who shows up, who many, how many live viewers, how many replay viewers. Like, just do you. Do your yeah. thing. Get on there. Go in understanding that no one's going to show up. Right. It does great. But don't right. pay attention to the comments if you're still new to it. And just let it roll. Just go naturally yeah. like a regular yeah. conversation like this. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But that goes back to the entrepreneurial mindset. Entrepreneurs are willing to do the thing that most people aren't willing to do. They're willing to step out of that fear. And some people just say, I'm just not willing. And we just, I encourage my clients, but I say, listen, either you're going to do it or you ain't. But at the end of this, you're not going to say I didn't work. You're going to say you didn't work, you know? So yeah, that's the downside. Yeah. It's true. And you know, when it comes to the, the business aspects, you know, real quick, how, how do you go about finding those clients? You know, are you engaging online, offline, when you go into the city? Like, how are you, you know, going about that part? Yeah, so I do a lot of stuff. I have, of course, my email list um, where, you know, people that were already there from, initially I had my email list was from people that were just in my Gmail that I had emailed over the years. Um, but then I have, I do a, a hair show for, it's called Return of the Curls. And so that's that list of people that go to that hair show. Um, but then I started to, Facebook Live has really, I mean, increased my email list like dramatically because I started doing like opt-ins. I have a brand quiz. It cost me hundreds of dollars. Um, but we created this brand quiz where people can take it and get their personality and all that type of stuff. And with that, I 
I always talk about it on Facebook Live. It's on my Facebook page when you first come on. And um, I have a Facebook ad that's constantly running, right? But then I have like the masterclass where you can watch it for free, but if you opt in, you get this free gift, right? Um, but then I may have um, some type of just, I, I have all these little lead magnets that are out there with this free stuff that's constantly drawing people in. Um, but in addition to that, for like the If You Brand It, we are recently just start, launched an ad on Facebook that's going towards people that make $250,000 a year and up. Because those are the people that really can afford my services as If You Brand It. And it's because these people over here can pay 5000 but these people can pay, pay 50000 So we are strategically targeting those people. And that means more money out versus in. So I'm spending less money on stuff and putting more money into this group of people because they will yield a higher return for me. Yeah, so you're making, basically you, you have uh, different groups, different buckets that yeah. you're putting these people in. Yep. It's easier for you to understand who they are, what they need, yeah. and give them. Right, absolutely. Yeah, because if I don't, I'll try to give everybody the same thing and it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, That that's a big one and you know, I'll, I'll admit when starting out, I know about email marketing, but I didn't know the full details of email marketing, you know, and especially depends on the program and being able to segment people, put them in those buckets, you know, right. so really helped. What helped me was not only asking people for that help, but also drawing that out on pen yeah. with pen and paper and just literally here's a circle. <laughs> what do I want in this one? Here's a circle. What do I want in that one? You know, and then yeah. dividing that up that way and then finding out how to use the technology later. Absolutely. Yep. That's it. And I still, I'm still learning tags and segments. I'm still learning all that. I'm like, oh my God, let me just do it. You know, have great stuff and just do it. And I'm like, I'll learn the rest of the stuff later. If they want to unsubscribe, I still got their email. Somehow they just may not be on that list. Right. You know, I'll just put it somewhere else once I figure it out. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell me the three things you want me to walk away from this meeting. Cause you know, we're, we're having a good time, but we got to bounce. So <laughs> what, are, what are a couple of things you want me to leave from this meeting? And then, then I have a few more things I want to, I want to ask you and check in with you on. Yeah. So I would say to you and to everybody else, um, that I would encourage you to, um, really think about who you want to be in the next five, 10 or 20 years, right? Like when you have a family, when you are making all the money in the world, who do you really want to be? What do you really want to do? And I would encourage you and anybody listening to, to not only, don't just think about that then, but think about that person, um, that experience, that, um, that lifestyle today. And then, and when you think about where you're going, you'll be willing to risk more. You'll be willing to invest more. You'll be willing to um, do what makes you afraid more. Uh, you'll be willing to, um, to sacrifice more because you know the, the end goal result. So that's the number one thing I would say. Um, second thing I would say is get, get better friends. Now, it may not be you, maybe other people, but you gotta surround yourself with people that see exactly what you see. They see what you've got. And some of them know you're gonna go farther than them and they are kicking you and kicking you to the top. They're like, go, go, go. They're doing everything they can to help you help propel you. They're connecting you with people. They're doing everything they can to help you, even though they know you may surpass them. So I would say get better friends. Um, and then three, I would say, make sure that you're praying to somebody. Um, you know, I know what I believe, but I encourage people to 
you can't just operate on this this planet. There's 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 something that created it, and you one day won't be here. And I would encourage you to seek help uh, from the Creator. Um, because the creator is what is going to sustain you when nobody's around, when there's no money, when there's no friends, when there's no Facebook Live, when you're in Facebook jail because you went live with music, um, you know, when your rent need to be paid and just everything just going bad. There's that thing that when you're home alone by yourself and there is nobody, you need that something, that somebody, um, especially as an entrepreneur, because it is a lonely road. Um, and so you need that creator. So. Those are my three things. Yeah, those are, those are excellent. And you know, I really, really can't agree more, especially with number two, because you really do have to surround yourself with people that are going to bring you higher. They're gonna take you to the yeah. next step. Like you said, you got your friend who's texting you. You know, you got your Facebook friends, you got your live streaming friends. Yeah. I call them my team, right? My yeah. team doesn't necessarily have to be people that I hire to work for me. They're right. they're my friends. They're my family members. They're they're everyone that's around me. And that's why I'm always telling people is check check out who you want on your team. Always be yeah. planning ahead, writing that down. Like you want Joe to be on your team because X Y Z. You know, right. Make notes of who you hang out with and what they do. Yeah. Now I'm gonna do a rapid fire round. So. I'm going to ask you just a few questions and then you're just going to rapidly answer. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> Social media, love it or hate it? Love it. What's one thing you would love to outsource? Everything. <laughs> uh, coffee, tea, or water? Water. Biggest win for the week? Biggest win for the week. A new $3,000 client. There you go. Uh, biggest opportunity for the week? Biggest opportunity is possibly doing the social media for Entrepalooza. Nice. And one thing you wish someone had told you about business before you started yours? I wish somebody would have told me about all the legal aspects of things, uh, what I should do early on uh, from a legal standpoint with the contracts and the trademarks and and all that, and then how to do it. Because, you know, you got to pay all these attorneys, but just how to do it so I can do it myself. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree that the legal thing is a big one for entrepreneurs. In, yeah. I mean, business, but when you're an entrepreneur, that's like the big one that you got to get that legal. I always say get your legal game right because you can't right. be messing around with that stuff. Right. Exactly. You'll end up sued or something. <laughs> you built this business, you're, you're building a business that's supposed to last a long time, not one that you're going to switch over in six months or a year. To, right do something else like it you're exactly invested in your business yep that's it exactly thanks for tuning in to the yes to entrepreneurship podcast to find out more about each episode including links to the guests that i bring on to the show be sure to check out the show notes also, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review.